literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm J.B. Hager. I'm Michael Barnes. We're with the Austin American Statesman and Austin 360. And this is a place that on Austin Found has come up for many, many reasons. When we were talking about greasy spoons, traditional Austin restaurants, diners, things that we love and are historical, we've talked about the Frisco shop. We have. Talking about civil rights, we talked about the Frisco shop. So the Frisco shop, part of the Nighthawk chain, which we'll talk more about in a minute, but was around Austin for 65 years and closing its doors in 2018. And I had the supreme luck of getting a tip that it was about to close and the word gotten out that day. And so the place was packed with regulars who were like having their last meal there. And so everybody was ready to be interviewed. <laughs> there were people there had eaten. Literally a news event. Yeah. I, I was the only reporter there. So I, I, I kind of got a scoop on that one. Nice. The history of it is is pretty interesting, too, and super tied to Austin and our city government, because you talked to our Harry Aiken, who is an attorney and the nephew of the founder, the late mayor, Harry Aiken. That's right. He established the first of his diners at South Congress and Riverside in 1932. And the building that was the last Nighthawk on that location is still there. It's not like a title company is in it. And interestingly, it's kind of a 1980s building. Interestingly, it's very fancy looking. And Nighthawk was like an upscale diner for its time, but it was still a diner. Yeah, it was still a diner. I think that's because of the, the comfort food thing that I right. meant. It was a place where you would go get beef tips, fried catfish, meatloaf, and have some pie for dessert, right? And milkshakes and the whole kabang. The Frisco shop was supposed to be kind of the more, even more casual version of a Nighthawk. And it opened in 1953 at Koenig Lane and Burnett Road. Now, by the time that it closed, it had moved further north on Burnett Road. But it was very 1950s. Uh, it was a place that um, everybody went to as a child. It had its regulars, but it didn't keep up with the times. And so... It never had that kind of fun, cool gang kind of feel to it like some of those older places did. But it was a fabulous place to meet somebody for lunch. And there were always politicos there and interesting people that you recognized. In fact, I interviewed there. This is not in the story, um, but I interviewed there the Luffingwell's father and son to talk about how much politics ran in their family because the elder Leffingwell became mayor of Austin and the younger one almost became mayor of Round Rock. So, but that was the kind of people you'd see there. 
Well, and when you went to go write about it before they closed their doors, another interesting thing you ran into, which I think is is really neat, the Austin High class of 1952 was there, and this was their regular spot. This was their regular spot, and they had been meeting every Thursday for 45 years. They originally met at the original Now's drugstore on San Gabriel Street, which is over in West Campus, and then the one on West Lynn Street, which is still there. And after that, they found a new home at the Frisco shop on Burnett. And as one of them said, we'll be out on the street now. Although Nows was in the news a year or so ago, it's now February 2021, because they were having a hard time you know, staffing the kitchen. Right. But it's that's a traditional place. We'll probably talk about another time. This another is another time. Yeah. Our Harry Aiken, the, the last owner of the Frisco shop, was having uh, that same problem. And also a problem all these restaurants are having is rising costs because of uh, property taxes. Now, we've talked about this before, but they had a huge surface parking lot. So they're paying property taxes on a big parking lot as well as the building and the landscaping around it. So that is pretty much a death warrant in terms of if you're in the central city anywhere because you're paying for the land. And you're paying for what the land can be, not what it is. Exactly. And if you're a business owner like our Harry Aiken, you're paying that. It's not part of the rent. The owner doesn't pay it. You pay it on top of the rent and on top of all of the upkeep. And these older buildings need a lot of upkeep. That would have been a, a very interesting thing if Harry Aiken had still been with us to be witnessing something closing because of those things like property tax and being in city politics as well. That would have been very upsetting, I would imagine. And I didn't realize I'd learned this too from, you know, again, the Nighthawk chain was part of this same group with uh, Harry Aiken. I didn't realize they had uh, a San Antonio and a Houston location and four in Austin and frozen foods at one point. Uh, let me tell you about their frozen foods. That's all I knew growing up about them. I didn't even know they were a restaurant. But we had a mom and pop grocery store in Southwest Houston for break time. You got to sit in this improvised break area back in where this stacked inventory is in the back. And we had a little toaster oven. So you could make a frozen dinner if you were hungry. And if you were really hungry and you had extra cash, you got the Nighthawk frozen chopstick dinner. Uh. <laughs> it was like... The premium of all of it. It wasn't like the Swanson's ones or the others that were pretty thin. This is a hearty piece of meat with some nice potatoes and veggies on the side. I mean, that I don't know. It may even still be going on. I know that they sold the rights to that name a long time ago. <laughs> now, the other part that's so significant about the Frisco shop and Harry Aiken and the civil rights era, when it, which we've done other shows about that are worth listening to about what the tension was like in Austin during that time, 63, 64, 65. Harry Aiken was desegregating. He was, was it one of or the actual first to, restaurant to serve the black community that was white owned and operated? I would say it was one of the first. Um, we've talked about how the uh, Green Pastures restaurant in South Austin integrated very early on. The Nighthawk chains did in the 1950s. And he was such an outspoken leader in, in this area 
uh, voluntary desegregation that uh, President John F. Kennedy uh, appointed him to serve on a, a business group seeking solutions to segregation. Uh, and of course, it's that's one of the main issues that he campaigned on to be mayor in the mid-60s. And then he also urged city council during the civil rights movement to be on the right side of history. It's probably the best way I can describe it. Exactly. And, you know, they, they were, he was in the kind of what is called, you'd consider the middle group. He was not a radical. He was somebody who thought we could voluntarily desegregate and that would be a whole lot less trouble than forcing it because every time the government tries to force certain people to do something like wear masks, we're in the middle of the pandemic, a whole large subset of the population is going to respond with, you can't take my freedoms away from me. I can do whatever I want to do. And that's exactly the point where... We did need a law. We did need ordinances because people were not, despite what heroes like Harry Aiken were trying to do, they wouldn't have happened without government intervention. This era, especially this year where monuments and plaques and statues are are coming down and they're they're thinking long and hard about what's appropriate to put up, I mean... Harry Aiken sounds like a, a candidate for more recognition in the Austin area. I would agree. I would agree. But I, I have to say one of the things that, that's another part of the discussion is that there are a whole lot of black and Latino and other activists who are not honored yet. We have a tendency to honor those who could make the newspaper like the mayor. But yeah, I think he should be honored. And I think that people should know more about him and his family. Well, a 65-year run, which is mind-boggling for that. And, and you got to witness it on the, just before they closed their doors. But what a great story to share. Yeah. Do you know if uh, Julia and our Harry Aiken, who, who purchased it in, in 94 from Harry Aiken's widow, are they still involved in the restaurant? Or No, I know they, they have other businesses and he's an attorney and they do other things. I don't think they went back to the restaurant business. It's not, you know, it's for a certain age in your life. It's a certain amount of ambition, but it is really, really tough work. And people don't realize that, you know, when a restaurant closes, it's like a favorite and people go, oh, it was the, the people building condos forced them out. No, they were just tired. <laughs> you know, and, and it is, is the rising costs are part of it. I don't mean to belittle that at all. But almost always when you go and you talk to them, they're like, we just couldn't do it any longer. You know, it's a yeah. lot of work. Thanks for tuning in to Austin Found. If you want to read that story, that was out of volume three of Indelible Austin. Highly recommend you pick up all three volumes. Uh, who knows by the time you're listening to this, the fourth may be out, more to come. But Indelible Austin is, is a great collection of all these stories by Michael Barnes. It's uh, a collection of my history columns from the paper, the best ones of them. One of the places you can purchase it, Sue Patrick, which is a shop on Burnett Road. And then we've often said that one of the places to buy it is book people because they will ship and they will deliver and they will do curbside service, which is amazing. And we appreciate your feedback, comments, suggestions. You can get me, Jay Hager, H-A-G-E-R at statesman.com or Emma Barnes at statesman.com. Thanks for tuning in to Austin Found. Happy trails. <laughs>